0: This is a FUBAR Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to FUBARradio.com. Callum
1: McSwiggan McSwiggan of FUBAR Radio.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I am joined by the absolutely incredible Tom Knight. How are you doing, Tom? Hey, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Now... I want to talk about so many things with you today, and there are some like particularly topical things that have been in the news that I really, really want to discuss with you. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about what you do, because I know you do a little bit of activism, you're involved with Pride in London, you're writing a book, you've got a lot of things going on. So tell tell our lovely listeners a little bit about yourself.
2: Uh, so I would say first and foremost, I'm a writer. Um, yeah. I write for Gate Times Magazine, I have a column there online, and I also for a number of uh, other outlets like uh, fs magazine sometimes the standard and the metro yeah. um but also uh, like you said i'm an activist um predominantly for pride in london uh, but also on my own tackling like hiv mental health uh, any issues we've got and i
0: think we've got a lot <laughs> and, and when it comes to your writing um do you find that kind of writing in the lgbt plus media sometimes you're tackling quite i guess controversial issues do you find ever find that quite difficult you know I've, I've seen quite a lot of journalists who who write for the kind of lgbt plus press um come under a lot of fire and things like that because i think there are a lot of sensitive issues and they do need to be very sensitively handled and i have read some of what your work and it always is that but do you find it, it quite difficult
2: um it's definitely difficult but i try to kind of write stuff that i'm more aligned with when it comes to like hiv yeah mental health and obviously i'm hiv positive and yeah. i have struggled with my mental health in the past so i try and always include a personal element into it my own struggles um but also yeah i do tackle other stuff and when it comes to the activism it kind of entwines with my writing as well it can be tricky to please everyone especially especially when it comes to social media and twitter and stuff but i do my best and i've generally had quite a positive response yeah, I have had quite a few trolls but when it comes to the HIV stuff but I think Really? Ta- yeah. Tell
0: me tell me a bit more about the trolls are they are they kind of attacking you because of your status or just I, disagreeing with your opinions or uh,
2: The worst case was a couple of years ago I was in a press for making um, I was on Grindr and someone rejected me because of my HIV status oh, gosh. and I turned around and said well I'm rejecting you because you wear flare jeans so I kind of made a laugh about it sure. <laughs> and it, turned, it went into the world's press and I did have Thousands of trolls that time, because it was in the press all around the world, and I had a lot of people targeting me, saying I was glamorising HIV, uh, the gay agenda, all of that kind of stuff. And I had people making YouTube videos about me. And
0: but how how is you not wanting to be rejected based on your status, glamorising HIV? That's obviously an, a, an absurd opinion to hold. I think most people
2: just for most of the trolls thought I was just dismissing it. They in their minds, they think it's a valid reason to to reject someone, which, you know, if you're ignorant, stay away from people that have got HIV. If mm-hmm. you don't understand it yourself, you've got work to do on yourself. Yeah. I think it was just confused, people, yeah, I was just preaching to the wrong choir, basically. Yeah. I think there was just small, small people in small towns who don't have the access to the information that we do, because mm-hmm. obviously we're quite, you know, we know the score with HIV, undetectable, and untransmittable. Um, yeah, and I just think it was people in the deepest, darkest corners of the world, seeing HIV, seeing pe- me getting praise for rejecting someone because they didn't want me to be with me because of my status, and they saw that as a, as a red flag.
0: Yeah, I, I think so much of that does come from a lack of education and awareness, and there are you know so many campaigns out there trying to educate people. Um, I work on one, for example, um, but I, I do think even more education is needed, more education because there's so, there is so much ignorance around HIV, and I just want to kind of touch upon the undetectable fact for a moment sure. because I'm sure that there's I'm sure that there's at least one person okay. listening to this show who is who is unaware of that. So that is that if you are living with HIV and you're taking your um, medication and you're adhering to it properly, then you can become undetectable which means that you cannot pass the virus on. Now, there's a lot of people out there who refuse to believe that. This is this is a fact. This is completely scientifically backed up, but there are a lot of people out there in the world if some of them know this fact some of them don't but the ones that do there are people out there who refuse to believe it and i, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is rooted in fear what's your take on that
2: i think it's completely rooted in fear um, yeah. i think generally i mean not to make assumptions but i would say they're the people that don't get themselves tested regularly as well because mm-hmm. they think it wouldn't happen to them and to be fair i was kind of one of those people i didn't get tested regularly until i contracted hiv i wasn't getting my test myself tested as much as i should have yeah so I can, I can almost sympathise with them because I do feel sorry for them because they are yeah. the ones that it's going to hit the hardest. If they became positive, it would destroy their world because yeah. they don't know the facts. They don't know that you can be happy and healthy and, and HIV positive.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I, th- I do think it's an enormous learning curve. And I, and I know so much of what you do is to try and educate people around that fact.
2: What I try to do is I've had my like, big moment with activism-wise. I try to be just just a positive role model. that someone that's got HIV that isn't you know you don't have it doesn't have to destroy your life you can still have a successful career you can still have fine love you don't have to just date hiv positive guys it doesn't change your world that much if you don't let it
0: yeah absolutely i i i definitely want to loop back to talking about hiv particularly in reference to some of the things that have been in the news this week but before we kind of delve deeper into that i want to know a bit more about like your involvement with pride in london for instance because that is such a an enormous event like how many people does that attract millions right no hundreds of thousands
2: the estimation um so from previous years 1.5 million was last year
0: that's so many people that does
2: cover the whole festival it's two weeks of festivals we have like hundreds of events so yeah it's not just a big weekend i'll just point out
0: and and that must the, the, that there's so many people to please there. It's a lot like, of people to
2: please yeah it
0: sounds like an awful lot of pressure
2: it's a lot of pressure well I think we all feel the pressure. I, like I said to you before, it just feels like it's speeding up at an incredible pace. It feels like it's tomorrow. It's not. Yeah. Um, we've got something like eighty something days. I should know, but I don't. <laughs> um, but we also, like I said, Pride isn't just that one weekend. We have dozens of events all around the year. And then during the festival, we have hundreds. So we're working all year round. I know you know some volunteers. There's yeah. about 250 of us that are working all year round. And then on the weekend itself, there's over a thousand of us. So it's a mammoth event, definitely.
0: And I, I, think, it's, I think it's really important to note as well that everyone working on it, at least I think everyone working on it, is, is a volunteer. People well, are giving their time. So and it's said, a lot
2: of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. We have, like I said, about 1,200 volunteers in total. And I think two of them are paid. And that's just so we've got... Those full-time bodies, and they're only for three months of the year.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I mean, hats off to you and every single other person who does volunteer their time to do that. I, I actually considered it, and then I was like, oh gosh, this sounds like an awful, awful lot of work. And (laughs) you do enough, don't you? (laughs) uh, Yeah, but just like seeing, like, uh, because I know a few other volunteers as well, and kind of seeing the amount of work and the stress and the pressure, and so much pressure to make so many people happy. Mm -hmm. You know, one point five million people, like you said, that is so many people. There's a lot of pressure. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll. I'll help from over here, guys. Well done. Yeah. Keep keep doing the you great work. You can stand work. on top of a float
2: or a bus or however you do it. Yeah, I get
0: I get to do the fun bit. I get to dance around. But you said
2: it's, it's 1.5 million eyes in front of us on the weekend, but then there's social media. I think yeah. our social media reach goes into the hundreds of millions. That's insane. So it's not just those 1.5 million eyes that are there enough. It's yeah. going around the world. And generally, the response is always positive. But like, like the other stuff, um, the HIV stuff, there's always going to be negative. All we ask is people just voice their opinions in the right ways as well, because pride it belongs to all of us.
0: Yes, and I, I think sometimes, and, and not speaking about pride in London specifically, just speaking in general, I think sometimes there can be an awful lot of kind of my opinion is the only one that's valid, and I see a great deal of that on social media. Um, and I think you know we're all we're all part of the same community, and we're all trying to do good things. We're all trying to we're all trying to do what we think is best. And I think there is an awful lot of almost a fighting sometimes on social media both within our community and outside of it and you know i just i just want everyone to get along hold and everyone hands to in ha- a hold hands in a circle have a great time with gin with gin <laughs> or plen- lots and lots of gin preferably would be the would be the ideal um we're gonna have some music now um and then we're gonna chat about some more things cool cool So, Tom, uh, you have recently become back on the market, haven't you? I have. All the gays are going crazy now. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> they're all rushing over here now to try and steal your heart. I think that's a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, what has that been like? Because I, 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 I cannot remember the last time I was in a relationship. We're literally talking like seven years. So, becoming like newly single, back on the gay scene. How, how does that feel?
2: Uh, I think mixed feelings because I'm I'm kind of over a relationship now Um, happy single yeah but definitely looking okay I kind of know what I don't want kind of trying to figure out what I do want sure so what
0: what, what don't we want Um, dickheads
2: someone that's got commitment issues (laughs) Yeah, that's never never good (laughs) someone that has issues of honesty I'm not. Yeah. Saying, don't think I'm referencing my ex here, because I made that clear. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably listening because we split off about six weeks ago. And he probably oh, saw so that. really, really recent. Yeah, really, really We're, recent. Um, yeah, really recent.
0: But you're, you're, you seem to be handling it well. You seem to be fresh, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed. And well, I hope so. Um, we both knew it was going to happen.
2: Okay, uh, we did. Like I just told you off the break, um, we did try not to have a relationship.
0: We, How does one try not to have a relationship,
2: Tom? Well, we met each other about a year ago and we got on incredibly well, started ringing each other quite a lot. Yeah. Um, just the usual and stuff and started to hang out a little bit more, just calling it hanging out even though like sex was involved. Sure. And I know that dates and all Too that well. kind of stuff and just labelled it as hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> um and it just progressed from there and then we called each other a boyfriend and then relationship and went away for the weekends and all that kind of stuff.
0: It sounds it sounds also romantic.
2: It was lovely. Like we get on really well still. Um I think it's just one of those cases that if we met in a different time
0: or place we'd probably still be together so so the relationship had to end because it's going to become he's a, leaving London he's leaving in a London. few weeks yeah oh that, well that's just <laughs> devastating
2: yeah and I'm not going li- to I'm not going to lie I ate a lot and like watch a lot of sad movies yeah well you, <laughs>
0: you have to you have to that's how you that's part of the healing process
2: it just wasn't like we were both tormented because we both knew it was going to have to end and our feelings were just getting more and more and more yeah and it did escalate quite quickly but I suppose when you meet someone that's yeah that's, there's nothing wrong with that always
0: i'm always kind of in two minds about like which way i prefer a relationship to end because like if it ends because like they break up with you or they turn out to be an asshole or something it kind of gives you this well they were fucking dickhead don't want to be with them anyway and yeah. that it kind of gives you that almost freedom in a way but then uh, But then sometimes I'm like, oh, breaking up in that way. It's almost like frustrating that you find somebody that you work so well with. And then it it just have to end because of a matter of circumstances.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not going to lie. I really struggled at first. For the first few weeks, I really struggled because obviously we both get on incredibly well. We spent a hell of a lot of time together. We went away a few times. Um, Yeah, we just really connected. And he wasn't. It was complicated. Let's just say that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he couldn't... We both knew it had to end and it was a case of when. Um, I kind of wanted it to go on a little bit longer. Yeah, But okay. I've just been a bit selfish. Sure. I know he did as well but it would have hurt a lot more I think a bit later on down the line
0: yeah so it made more sense to yeah. be like this isn't going to work so it's better to end it now otherwise we're going to get more invested and it's yeah. going to hurt a lot more that is very grown up
2: it's really I'm, adult we're I'm
0: still on each very... other's social
2: media like we're still friends on Facebook like, oh my god this f- I'm 31 yourself you've not burned <laughs> photos
0: of him or anything I've not burned anything yet wow Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Yet. laughs> there was a yet there <laughs> So now you're, you're now you're you're single and you're back on the market. Are you are you using the dating apps? I'm all over the dating apps right now.
2: Unfortunately, I've tried them all out. Well, not all of them, but um, yeah, I've gone on the old Grinder. Yeah, it's still the same. Honestly, I went back on there. Same old people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Literally, same taglines. Even um, I went on Tinder. How, how did t- there was a hesitation there? Tind- Tinder's Tinder's just. I think when you step away, because I stepped away from the apps months and months before I actually met Alex. Probably, yeah. oh, just
0: said no. Uh <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Um, bleep that. Bleep, bleep that.
2: that. <laughs> I, I went. I took. I came off, off the apps months before I met him, so I had a bit of a break before that, and I think it's, it was actually really good for me and my self esteem. Yeah. Um. So going back on them, I kind of had this like fairy tale. Um, idea of Tinder thinking, oh, it's the one for dates, you know, you're going to meet someone that wants to act- go on actual dates. Yeah, no. An actual yeah, no. No. <laughs> you just can't. The only difference is you can't send pictures on it and I think your yeah. inbox isn't just full of dick pics. <laughs> uh,
0: how, how do you feel about Chappie
2: then? I, do you know what? I've never used Chappie. You've not used Chappie? No, and they like... I. I know them and I've been to some of their events yeah.
0: oh you're such a bad person I know I'm such a bad <laughs> I what I like about Chappie is that and this suddenly sounds like it's sponsored by Chappie it's not um, but what I like about Chappie is that you can specify whether you're looking for dating and relationships or whether you're looking for sex okay um, and you can also change that on a daily basis or Depends what your mood is and you can be in the middle you can be like I'm not really sure what I'm looking for I'm open to anything like, so, and I really really like that I think I'll download it after this then yeah I would recommend and I do find for whatever reason I get a lot more luck with guys on Chappie I think I went on one date ever on Tinder okay. um, And it didn't end well <laughs> <laughs> um, Chappie, I've been on quite a few dates yeah. And also met a couple of friends Started out with dating and they became friends So yeah, I, I, it kind of works for me I think um, I'll give it a go later, definitely <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm very picky though I, I sit there and I, I, and I swipe left all day long I don't i don't know what i'm waiting for i'm just i need to i think i need to lower my standards i just prefer meeting people in person i'm like I'm really old-fashioned when it comes to that because you could be
2: incredibly good looking and have like nice dress nicely but it could be the smallest thing that annoys you about them you just don't mm. know
0: i also find it hard i feel like attraction isn't just visual even when we Not think we're yeah. being even when we think we're being shallow there have been instances where i've seen boys that i've seen on a dating app in real life and I've been like oh my god why on earth did I swipe left to you you are gorgeous you are stunning and then it, it's also kind of gone the opposite way to that as well somebody yeah. on a dating app oh my god they're, they're so hot they're gorgeous and then you meet them in person i it's like oh I'm, I'm not actually as into you as I thought so I think it's actually really difficult to base attraction just on a person's photograph i feel like it's a holistic thing and there's there's so much more to it than we even realize but also the things you write about yourself as well you know your little bio is about i just leave mine blank because i don't yeah, know what to say easier,
2: definitely easier than I don't know that. That. what to say what is what does
0: yours say tom um i think it just says
2: easygoing guy or something like that looking for not sure what i'm looking for i don't know because i i'm not i don't know i really don't know when it comes to those apps i've got no hopes or dreams when sure. it comes to grinder or
0: Tinder. Yeah, and i ha- I actually haven't met anyone off them for like no, I'm really a it, long so, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised I've not seen you pop up because I I've I've basically been through the entire UK at this point. <laughs> You're the first one to complete grinder. <laughs> yeah, I've completed it. Well done, me. Um, have, be honest, have you seen me pop up, Tom? I haven't actually. Oh, no. maybe later. <laughs> maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Um, I also really really want to talk about um HIV stigma on dating apps we touched upon that earlier Mm -hmm. um in the news this week there was obviously this big story which i'm sure you heard a lot about which was conchita Conchita. Mm -hmm. um so she was threatened by her ex-boyfriend who wanted to and i don't want to use this word but expose her almost but there's there's, you know it's 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 nothing to be ashamed of there's nothing to expose but that is so personal to a person and i think outing somebody else it's 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 horrendous I think
2: because there has been a few uh, questions around the way it's been labelled actually because she either exposed or forced to come out yes and I think but ignoring that however th- that is down to, like it's so difficult to come out as HIV positive and you yeah. have to be ready it's like coming out as gay like you said there's nothing wrong with being HIV positive but the person has to be ready because it is tough yeah it's not easy you you are going to get negative comments. You're going to get a lot of negative comments. As someone that is that is out publicly and talks about it um, on a regular basis, you still get people throwing you shade. You don't always. Mm. It's not always so obvious either. You don't always hear that those words where they call you dirty or like infected that kind of stuff. It's the underlying subliminal stuff, like um, just the way they treat you. Sometimes changes.
0: Yeah, and I I think sometimes there is a lot of people that say kind of hurtful and offensive things when they don't mean to like i, yeah. I uh, one thing that i hear all the time and i still hear it to this day i'm i'm hiv negative myself but one thing a guys will guys often say to me is oh are you clean clean yeah that's the um, biggest one isn't it and i just you know i th- these people mean well they don't mean but that that's so stigmatizing the idea that if you have hiv or any other um sexual transmitted infection that you're somehow dirty because it's 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 just not the case it's 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 a virus like any other
2: yeah I think yeah I, generally there's no harm or foul meant there um, it's just a little bit of ignorance there yeah obviously if people generally if you know someone that's HIV positive I don't think you would refer to them as being not clean I yeah I think clean it definitely has had its day it's not used as much now mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely some, one of the biggest ones to keep in mind
0: yeah I, I think it's really, really great how, um, going back to Conchita, how she handled the situation though. And I think that was the real kind of silver lining of it all. I mean, it must, I, I, I can't imagine how it felt for her um, having to go, oh, do we use female pronouns for Conchita? Do you know what? I was
2: thinking about this earlier. I generally, when you call her I generally say her. Yeah. Personally. And I, I have met her and I've worked with her
0: yeah. um, and she doesn't mind. Okay. Well, <laughs> I've never been we'll, corrected. <laughs> we'll stick with her. Um, but yeah, I just think, I just think she, she handled it so, so well. And despite having to go through that and she's, you know, it's a real, um, I mean, even for yourself, for instance, I feel like for HIV positive people out there, it's an amazing role model to have and see her now being so open about it. And despite this awful experience she had to go through of somebody trying to use something so personal against her, um, I think she's and and I think she'll go on to do incredible things. And I think it's already sparking conversations and more people are now talking about HIV and I really hope that continues and I'm sure that she will be kind of at the forefront of that activism
2: I, I applaud her honestly because you can either run and hide and that would do nothing for your mental health or you, yeah. can, take, you can take control, um, it is easy to run and hide but the more people that are open and honest about it, especially people that are in the public eye, mm-hmm. the better it's going to be for all of us she's not the first and hopefully she won't be the last obviously there was the news anchor from ABC News that they yeah, recently. yeah, I saw that um, it's only been the last few years where more and more people are coming out, people, and especially in the public eye. We did have people like Andy Bell from Eurasia that have been open about it in the past. Mm-hmm. But the more people that come forward and just kind of normalise it a bit more, because the more, that, the more of us that talk about it and the more of us that are open about saying that we get tested and that we've got friends with HIV, you don't have to be that poster boy, you don't have to be the person that speaks about it publicly, but talking about it with your friends as well, trust people, because everyone knows someone that's HIV positive. I think if people knew that, it would change attitudes on a faster basis
0: yeah I think I think people don't realise how common it is Um, I think in uh, again I may have this wrong so do correct me Tom I think in in London it's something like one in seven gay men are living with HIV which is an enormous amount of people so you know, it's I, I, you, like you said, I feel like everyone does know someone with HIV. You get on the tube to work and s- somebody on the train with you is probably HIV positive. It's a very, very normal thing. And I think seeing more people, particularly people like yourself, like Conchita, like other celebrities out there who have HIV, seeing that really does help normalize. And I think that's a really, really positive thing. Yeah. Um, let's have to celebrate that. I well, I was going to play some Conchita, but she's gotten away from me. Um, I'm gonna find her. There she is. There's my girl, Conchita. Let's have a little. You know what? We'll have Conchita later. She's she's not cooperating with me right now. Let's have let's have a bit of uh, sanctify by years and years. Coachella. You must have heard... I, I mean, I've, Coachella has been all over my social media the past couple of days. Like, over the weekend, it was just Coachella this, Coachella that. The amount of... I, I could not escape it. Have you felt the same about this, Tom? I've got so many friends that are there, it's unbelievable. I'm so jealous of every single person that's there. And obviously, Beyoncé... Was it Headlight? She headlined? She did, yeah. yeah With and, uh, Destiny's Child, didn't she? Yes. She brought, she brought Kelly and Michelle back. Um, did you watch the performance online? haven't seen it yet oh my god it's like next level absolutely incredible controversial i love everything um that beyonce does i think she's an amazing role model for people i think she's an activist in her own right and i think that's all incredible but really controversial and i feel i can already see people tweeting abuse at me i'm not a big beyonce fan in terms of her music but, I've, I've um, never listened to the album Lemonade. <laughs> you haven't, no. See that in itself deserves a few angry tweets. Is, is that hate crime? yeah, yeah, it is. It really, <laughs> really is. Um, yes, but um, the performance is like absolutely phenomenal, and yeah, um, and Solange was there as well, which is incredible. But now, now and th- and this is a big but. There's been a, kind of a lot of controversy around Coachella. I don't know if you've seen this. Well, it's yeah, it's due to the owner, isn't it? Yeah, so apparently there's been kind of a history of, of of the owner not being really very supportive of the LGBT plus community. Um, and I think it was Cara Delevingne that um, actually said, you know, I'm not going to Coachella. And this is why, because there's this kind of track history. There's this track record there. Didn't she still go there? Did she still go? Apparently, did she? I heard something. What I heard a rascal, because so- exactly what you just said. Like, someone told me that she <laughs> was fighting for the cause, and then suddenly she popped up with a video. She, she just popped in the back door, like "Hey guys, no one, <laughs> don't don't tell anyone I'm here." Um, but apparently, it's not as true as it seems because you know when I first heard this, and it was something that I'd heard in the past that apparently, like the owner of Coachella has this kind of almost borderline homophobic history um, but apparently like even if that was the case and I don't know if it is or not um, that they're now really really supportive of LGBT plus organisations and doing loads and loads of great things so I guess the question is it's a matter of people changing now where do you think you stand on that because I mean we could look at people like Hillary Clinton for instance mm-hmm. um, you know her track record of being pro LGBT plus was not that good but she I genuinely believe she completely changed her mind and completely turned over a new leaf and she became this amazing ambassador for LGBT plus people Um, so you know it's a matter of change so in regards to Coachella what do you think?
2: I think yeah it is definitely a matter of change and I think when it comes to festivals they're quite brutal events anyway Yeah, and I think people do suffer and especially like you go all the way to VIP and you go down and down and down and you've got like lower and lower economy I think there's always going to be parts and elements of it that aren't exactly that fun and muddy and all that kind of thing and mm-hmm. I think people different groups that can't afford certain tickets might get left out and feel underappreciated Yeah, but there have always been LGBT artists there
0: yeah, so, so that
2: in itself... It's, I think we don't know enough about the actual situation. He definitely has a track record of not being great on LGBT, yeah. but he could do a lot more, I think.
0: Yeah, basically. and, and uh, but it does it does seem, hopefully, like it's starting to go that way a little yeah. bit more now, um, which is a great step in the right direction. And I, and, I, and I think you're absolutely right. I do think that these things are often a lot more complicated than they seem, and it's not always a completely black-and-white situation. Yeah, the size of that
2: event, you know, if you... I'm guessing I've never been to Coachella. I've just seen pictures of it, but there are hundreds of security. Yeah. So there's probably 10, 20 different security firms. So when it comes to individual staffing groups, uh, different types of bouncers and security, they're not always from the same outlet. They don't always have the same training. So you might get problems with one set of guards that you would never get of another. It's the same thing with disability. People don't always cater for people with disabilities, and mm. that's another one that where they can be seen as to be left out. Whereas actually, no, the people facilitating the event or just aren't educated enough.
0: Yeah, and, and and I think that goes quite hand in hand with with another big story recently, which was the racism from a Starbucks employee. Yeah, and I think. Um, I personally am, all, am, am, am incredibly forgiving of Starbucks as a brand because this was just one individual acting alone, and obviously what they did was was, was awful. And it, it, that you know we should be talking about that, but I think tarnishing Starbucks as a whole, for instance, isn't the isn't the isn't the right thing to do in that situation. They're an enormous brand with i don't even know how many people Eight
2: thousand stores i saw they were closing aren't they they're going to close and do some training
0: which is and it's that again they've like really stepped up the mark one employee did something bad and they're like well you know what we're gonna
2: that's good pr though they're they're nipping that in the bud right now so there's no way of wiggling out of it yeah they're taking accountability um but they're also progressing and growing as well but like you just said
0: it's one store out of thousands you just don't know what happens so yeah Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, speaking about Coachella, Tom, um, we're going to play a little bit of Porn or Not Porn now. Mm. Um, And the theme this week is Coachella itself. So you are going to have to figure out whether my sound effects here are from porn or whether they're something from Coachella. And I'm actually going to join you with this game so i also have no idea the answers to these (laughs) questions Um, and our lovely producers are gonna tell us if we are right or wrong so would you like to hear our first coachella or porn sound effect (laughs) i'm excited (laughs) here we go i'm hearing bottles being opened yeah i think it sounds like the beginning of a music video doesn't it Yes, almost. Like the beginning of The Greatest Showman. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very, very, very much that. Um, it could be like somebody approaching the stage. It could be like people, it could be like them setting up, opening bottles for people. Um, I don't know. Should we have it again? Hmm. Mm. Or with my porn head on. <laughs> um, it could be like a bed rattling could be like
2: alleyway sex where someone's having a beer or something on a step and you just don't know i don't watch a lot
0: of porn so i think the confusing thing though is that if that was like a a a sex scene i can't hear any voices and you know i i tend to be quite vocal when i'm having (laughs) sex and these and 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 porn stars notoriously are quite vocal when they're having sex but they 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 seem to be very quiet let's 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 have it one more time there's definitely a drink
2: i think it's it's not porn because I think the sound quality is too good for porn oh very good point
0: very very good point yeah it's always a dead giveaway (laughs) we
2: like porn cheap (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, I'm kind of leaning towards agreeing with you but I'm also thinking that this could be like the beginning of a porn scene before any sex is happening and it could just be somebody you know popping open a beer before the sexy lifeguard comes over (laughs) have you seen that ridiculous porn video that's going around it's been like it's gone like viral on Twitter and it's it's the opening to uh it's a piece of straight porn and it's a it's a guy sat in a bathtub and then in walks a woman dressed as a lifeguard and she's like oh why why are you in the water without a lifeguard present and he's like i'm I'm in the bathtub what are you talking about and then she says there's a shark in the water it's literally the most absurd thing you've ever seen Uh, no i haven't seen it but i'm gonna watch it in a minute (laughs) I'll, i'll send it to you later um so you know I feel like a lot of porn out there has ridiculous setups at the beginning. See, I'm not the kind of person that sits through, like, a feature-length porno. Oh, I, I am. I like to be invested <laughs> in all the characters. I like, like to know who's <laughs> who. Yeah, I like, I like to get involved. I do. I really, really do. I'm going to say, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say porn. Are you saying not porn? I'm saying not porn, yeah. Answers, please, lovely producers. It is from porn. Is it <laughs> it? <laughs> yes. It is training my nerdy step bro to love my cock. Wow, it's a, it's a special piece um, and apparently it's a guy suggesting sex with the stepbrother and saying wait, I'll get something to get us in the mood and then getting vodka Though that doesn't sound that like doesn't vodka, sound like that vodka. sounds like a beer That's maybe it's a can of coke so maybe ne- it's a mixer mm, that would make sense, he's <laughs> making a vodka coke yes, nailed it alright, well that's that's one to me yeah, one nil, so far <laughs> <laughs> alright, next one do you not look at yourself while you're doing it? Do you not look at yourself while you're doing it? Is that what she said? I think it's going to be a trick, yeah, I think
2: it's going to be a trick one, isn't it?
0: Ah yeah, I do I feel like this could be somebody backstage talking about perform but they, mm, there's not usually mirrors and things when you're performing, or maybe they can see themselves in a monitor if it's being filmed yeah. or maybe it is just a porn star talking about having sex under a big mirror. It's too obvious though I think who do, who could it be though if this was like a performer let's hear her again.
1: Do you not look at yourself while you're
0: doing it? That voice does sound familiar. Mm. That sounds, that voice sounds really, really familiar. See, um, yeah, doesn't sound like a porn, though. I may recognise that from porn. <laughs> weirdly, Tom, like, okay, well, I've not even told any of my friends this yet. Um, weirdly, recently, I've, like, started, like, delving into the, the, the straight porn world. And I know this is bizarre, because I'm a, I'm a homosexual man. It's not I am. bizarre. I know quite a few people that watch straight porn. Really? And then the other way G- around. Gay but men. I, know, I know a lot
2: of women that watch gay porn.
0: Yes, I've, he- I've heard of a lot of women watching gay porn. I just it's something a bit different and i'm not looking at the woman basically i'm only i'm exclusively looking at the man in the situation but and i say it like i've done it a lot i've done it like twice but i'm just intrigued because it's a whole world i never really i've not delved into that world since i was like 14 years old and pretending to be straight with all my friends (laughs) we've all been there (laughs) so yeah i've been having a little uh peruse so maybe that's where i recognize her (laughs) voice from let's have her one more time do you not look at yourself while you're doing it I'm calling bullshit and I'm saying that this is not porn and this is from Coachella what are you saying yeah I'm saying I'm calling bullshit too Mm -hmm. we're agreed lovely producers yeah it's not porn this is Josh Peck oh him (laughs) who's Josh Peck I don't know no I meant like (laughs) (laughs) Um, reacting to YouTuber Coachella outfits with Morgan Adams Shane Dawson and Ryland Adams there we go Um, I would have never guessed that in a million years but we got it right yeah not porn (laughs) most important thing alright it's 2-1 Tom you can still win this. I can. Is it one more? There's, there's three more. Three more. Three more. Brilliant.
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. I mean, I'm very confused how this could be porn. I mean, it seems like it's quite clearly from Coachella. Yep. Yeah, but. But oh, it could be a red herring. But then it could be a double bluff. Let's l- listen carefully to what she's singing about. i'm even i'm afraid to say this in case this is from coachella but that it doesn't (laughs) sound that well produced the music there which is making me think that this is perhaps again perhaps
2: the opening of a of a porno yeah i'm definitely leaning towards porno on this one
0: yeah let's yeah i'm saying porn you saying porn yeah correct answers please porn Mm -hmm. naked singer my original dirty song big rock hard cock mountain Well, well done us for for getting that right. I'm very. um, She's naked then, so why is she singing this? I can picture it now. We'll have to Google that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next one.
1: Gotta be 21 and older.
0: Well, you don't have to be 21 or older to do porn. No. So already, I'm. Unless I don't think there are any specific sex acts which (laughs) require you to be of a certain age. Not in the UK. But maybe this is a female porn star talking about maybe, like, what she likes in a partner. They've got to be 21 or over. we play it again. Yeah, let's hear her again.
1: Gotta be 21 and older.
0: Hmm. Again, she sounds very familiar. I think this might be another trick one, though. I think maybe it's porn. Do
2: you? Hmm. I don't know. it's
0: Ooh. I'm going to say not porn. Okay. Are you saying porn? Yeah. All right. And the answers, please. The answers are, are, are not... There we go. Uh, did I say not porn? <laughs> Aha, I'm correct. It is not porn. It is Nardwa versus Cardi B. Am I saying that right? Nardwa versus Cardi B. And it's a backstage interview at Coachella. She's talking about needing a fake ID to be a stripper in NYC. When she was younger, let's hear that one more time
1: gotta be twenty one and older
0: ah so you have to be twenty one to be a stripper mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. all right last one
1: you better stay the fuck up
0: well. well I've lost anyway so
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can
0: you can win this back um
1: you better stay the fuck up hmm
0: <coughs> I would I don't know what he's saying. Do you know what he's saying? So we've had two of each now, haven't we? Or three of... three? We've had two of each. Two of each. I think. Yeah.
1: You better stay the fuck up!
0: (sighs) I don't know what he's saying. That could be the producer telling the (laughs) porn star. (laughs) Yeah, it really, really could be. mm, I feel like this is Coachella.
2: Yeah, well... Yeah, let's go with Coachella.
0: Yeah, we are both saying it's not porn. This is absolutely from Coachella not porn. And it is. It's from Coachella, reacting to Beyonce's legendary Bay Cella performer. Who is it <laughs> reacting to? To that? Well, I feel the same as this gentleman. You
1: better stay the fuck up.
0: <laughs> is he saying it's good? I, I, I think he's saying it's good. Ah, uh, talking about the live stream. Ah, oh. okay cool well well done us tom i feel like as a team we did quite well let's not turn against each other well i'm not a porn i don't watch porn so yeah see i have a i have a distinct advantage plus i've played this game many a time okay you know i I know how it works um would you like another little song yeah oh let's let's have conchita since i promised that earlier okay here she is this is firestorm Love is like a potion. It's a chemical. Food Bar Radio presents... Sarah Love and myself.
1: How was your week off?
2: You know what? I did a gym induction in this last week.
1: You What, as in you got inducted (laughs) into a gym?
2: Yeah, as in, like, they sort of train you.
1: And then you don't
2: go back because it's like, oh, my God, I've got to do all that.
1: (laughs) Basically. They're still taking
2: money out of my account. I guess I'll go there. (laughs) Basically, yeah. I just want to be healthy. Like, I
0: think that's probably the best thing that we can all do to improve our lives. Whoever you are, old, young, fat, thin, ignorant.
1: Lazy can't, though. <laughs> lazy just, can't. You test. can be all of them things where if you're lazy, you're wasting your money.
0: Every Monday, Sarah Love and my sticky from
1: four pm
0: Fubar Radio. Tom, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I I'm very miserable to be here with you right now. Do you Thanks. know why that is? No, I, I, I adore you, but the, the, the sun is shining for the first time in what feels like about forty-seven thousand years. Oh, we do this outside. Yeah, should we go out? Can we bring all the equipment outside with us? Yeah, yeah. The producers yeah. are nodding. Move That's it all in the break. <laughs> <laughs> it's got me. It's got me so excited um, for summer um, and music festival season. Yeah, it's like the. Oh, I just. There's something quite special about a music festival. And I mean, we were just talking about Coachella, for instance, and I really, really want to get out there one day. But I just feel like people are never happier when they're at a music festival. And I just, I, it, I'm, I'm, I'm so ready for it. What I just, ones did you go to? Uh, last year, I did um, Southwest 4, and I did Mighty Hoopla, and I did, oh, what was the other one called? Oh, I can't remember what it was called. Um really good one it was just south of London um and I just I I I just I just want to be in a field Tom I want to be listening to amazing amazing acts and I want to be kissing lots of boys Mm -hmm. and I feel I feel that's everything that I need in my life right now um some of our lovely listeners have already been sending in their sex confessions for later in the show um and apparently some of these are music festival themed so um, I'm, I'm, I'm very because I feel like I've maybe I'll share one later but I've had a few um, sexual experiences at music festivals which probably shouldn't be talking about on the radio <laughs> but I will anyway <laughs> if you are listening and you do want to confess something whether that's a sex confession or, or maybe you just want to talk about sex and relationships whatever you want you can do that by emailing callum at Fubar radio Dot com. It's all completely anonymous. We're not going to say your name or anything like that. So feel free to share your naughtiest secrets with us. Maybe Tom will do one as well. No uh-huh. pressure, Tom. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe. He, he looks terrified. He <laughs> looks do it terrified. anonymously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do one anonymously. We'll pretend it's not you and we'll read it out. Um, so yeah, do 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 email in if you do want to share something. Um, and we're going to be speaking to one of the lovely organisers of the amazing Mighty Hoopla Festival in just a couple of minutes i went have you been to mighty hoopla tom i haven't no i missed it last year oh you missed out you missed i definitely go like yeah you have to go i had like one of the best days and evenings of my entire life like it was absolutely phenomenal so yeah we are going to be chatting to the organizer of that in just a couple of minutes And now we are joined by the, the the founder of Mighty Hoopla, which we were just chatting about just then. Um, we're joined by the lovely Glenn. How are you doing, Glenn?
1: I'm Greg Callum. How are you? I'm
0: really, really good. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, Glen. I, I, I'm feeling yeah. a bit, a little bit jealous and left out at the minute because okay. apparently you and our lovely guest Tom Knight <laughs> already like know each other. <laughs>
1: Old, yeah, we go way back. Hi, oh, hey, how are you? I know we're supposed to be meeting. It's weird we do it on a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I yeah, feel very that. strange. We've
2: known
0: each other for many years because, um, well, because we're old. Let's uh, less of mine. the old, I'm 31. <laughs> 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 well, um, so, you, so, so, Glint, so, Glenn, so yes. uh, Mighty Hoopla, like last year. That, so, this is your yes. baby.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, not just me. I don't want to take full... I mean, I like to take full credit. Take full credit. Take full credit. But no, there's there's a pool of us. Um, It was basically um, the brainchild of a few of us people running big clubs, and we decided that... I don't know. I think that we were all being booked for big festivals, and none of them were really delivering on what we wanted as a fun day out. So we all came together. It was was, uh, us, so me and Amy from Sing the Pink, and... Uh, Guilty Pleasures, and Rebel Bingo, and a lot of a lot of big places um, that were putting on similar experiences, and then we all came together and, and over, you know, this is our third year, and it's slightly changed, and there's a few different people involved, but I think it's a more fully realised version of what we wanted to create now than ever before, which is basically a nuts fun day of great acts and um, and East London finest, yeah, it's in South London, may I add.
0: And I, 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 feel, I feel like I, I, I need to thank you because, honestly, at last year's festival, I had Aww. one of the best days and evenings of Aww. my life. It
1: was... Well, look, that's why I do it. That, that's, that makes me feel good that you... It really was, wasn't it? I mean, I, I, it blew my... It was actually my birthday as well, by the way, last year, on the day. No way! So it was a double, a double kapow for me. Um, and all my family were there. And it was one of those first times that I look back and go it was actually the moment that All Saints played last year when they were doing it oh, that, Never w- Ever yeah
0: that was that was a moment right? that was a moment I looked
1: out and I just thought oh my god this is you know when all of a sudden you're in control of your creative like craziness and then I looked out and went oh this is way bigger than me <laughs> this is craziness yeah but um, it felt amazing it felt amazing that people still talk about it now and that it's carried for, forward you know for this year in Brockwell Park and, and that we get to do something even bigger
0: yeah, like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm so excited, and I've already been like harassing all my friends. Like, we have to go. Good. Like, no excuses. Do not like make any other plans. Like, we have to be there. And I, I think you know, other than it being an amazing time, and other than like the amazing acts and everything else, I just love the kind of community, like the sense, the community values it has there. Yeah, like, being I mean, I
1: think, I think that's been something that's been the reoccurring theme for everything that I've done, and that's the one thing that you can. You can contrive a lot of things in life, but ultimately you just have to be a facilitator of what the community is saying that they want. And I think that uh, the more commercialized things get, the bigger things get in life, Uh, the more people within a community want to stick together. There's that real feeling of wanting to come together and wanting to rebel maybe against the norm of what they're being told is fun. You know, I think that sometimes when you go to a festival now or you go to an event, it's fun but it's fun on a bullet point format yes. you know, it's like you must queue here you must do this and and the whole point of what we're trying to do in my hoopla is that we're saying no to that and we're just we're we're really giving it to the people and and um you know our lineup is so bonkers and i think when you look at it it's weird actually i i'm, I'm currently in a taxi and i just drove past one of our posters and it was next oh. to, it was next to another festival which will go unnamed but oh. that festival looked very serious and very fun but it made sense to so someone I line up and i was like oh this is bonkers but for the people that come and the people that understand it or don't understand it once you get there on the day it, it makes sense because it's, it's more about the people that come and then we're just yeah we're just throwing the ultimate big then, you know
0: I, I felt it, like when I was there I, I, I felt like I was at a gay pride festival. It, it just felt so yeah, inclusive I
1: said that actually, I think that that was you know also let's not forget that last year it was the day after the terrorist attack in London, which was which was a, a scary one for us mm. because we nearly didn't get to open and then uh, but we were we were pretty you know we were very adamant that we were nothing was going to stop us from opening that morning and um yeah. and we opened and i think that it just went to to uh, to show how how strong our community is um and the people around our community and can keep people dying when they want to have fun they're just going to do it aren't they exactly and and they
0: did i think it sends such a positive and such a strong message as well to be like no we're not going to win you know we're not going to let tara win we're not going to let this stop us from you know throwing this celebration that's so inclusive and 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 so we're going to
1: dance around the pure shores by all (laughs) sakes yeah yeah, yeah
0: exactly that um yes Tom Tom's Tom's an awful, horrible, bad person. As, as I'm sure you're already aware, he he, he he didn't he didn't he didn't go last year. How,
1: how does that mean? I you know. Listen, i spoke to him about that. I'm actually going to see him tomorrow, and I will. I'm um, giving twelve lashings because <laughs> of this. But um, yeah, he will be coming this year. Yeah. Good. I mean, I think. I mean, we're du- we're actually doubling in size this year, which is somewhat terrifying but exciting.
0: So I, I don't. We're at that point. I don't understand yeah, how I mean, that's physically possible, Glenn. Like, it was it was enormous. It
1: was a lot of people. I mean, I think that we don't ever want to get so big. But, I mean, last year, you know, we had 10,000 people last year, which was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, we put the festival together in four months. We, um, you know, up against, you know, that casual thing called terrorism, we managed to still get that many people through, yeah. through our gates and defiantly through the gates and having the most amazing time. And... This year we're going. You know, we we're probably going to aim for sort of fifteen to twenty thousand, and I think we're going to get there. We've got TLC,
0: amazing. You
1: know, we've got. I think our lineup this year is just is international. It's pretty phenomenal. We've got Lily Allen,
0: amazing. Um,
1: I mean TLC have never ever done this. Is their first, only their second ever UK date. Their first ever UK festival. No way. Um, it's Lily Allen's UK Festival Excuse, so she's going to be doing all all songs from her new album. Wow! So yeah, we've we've I I feel like what we're offering is just super exciting, and I know that that is. The one thing that we do, there's a lot of surprises on day. I know a lot of things that are happening. I just come from having a glass of wine, so I should stop talking because I'll tell
0: you. <laughs> um, can we but come, Yeah, it's
1: going to be amazing.
0: Can we talk about like the so, so, so? Last year, I was telling everyone like it was the the Sync the Pink Music Festival, and I guess, and I guess that's yeah. not strictly true, or is that no, true?
1: No, it's not true. Not not true at no, all. I've made I mean, that up. Look. <laughs>
0: Um yeah so, so, so that's kind of what how I was selling it to people last year but I, I loved the Sink the Pink performances and I specifically loved um the Years and Years headlined last year. Oh no. We have lost the lovely Glenn. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get him back in a moment. I'll I'll continue what I was saying. Um so Years and Years headlined last year and it was honestly I think probably the best performance i've ever seen it probably in my entire life years and years are my favorite band so that helps but it was just an a celebration of just being camp and being fabulous and all these other really really amazing things and just it it was absolutely amazing tom you must have seen like online you must have seen the pictures and the videos and things
2: i've seen i've actually been up close and personal to ollie performing i was um when we done bst yeah um, a couple of years ago i was actually at the side of the stage when he was on stage so that was quite fun. He definitely works that stage.
0: I think... I am back. Ah, we've got Glimmer <laughs> back. There you <laughs> Sorry, are, Sorry, I'd love to
1: say it's because I'm in, like, the Ritz or the South of France, but I'm in Hackney Wick. <laughs> <and it's> glamorous.
0: <laughs> uh, we would... We were just oh, talking about, um, yes. about uh, you know, Sink the Pink and how the kind of collaboration between Years and Years and Sink the Pink headlining the festival and just that yeah, amazing right. display of, I don't even know what to call it, of you know, celebrating. Well, so that
1: was a very, that was a special moment for me because Ollie's a friend of mine and we've been talking, I knew Ollie before the panel was even together. Yeah. And he used to come to Sink the Pink and, and we've been speaking for about doing something the right thing I always play with people you know it has to be the right thing and so that was a completely one off bespoke show that me and Ollie had worked on it was amazing um, I mean it was intense there was a lot going on yeah. but there, you know there was, there was running machines on stage there was 12 dancers there was a, a ton of glitter nearly swore um, but yeah I mean it was um, it was a lot and you know this year I mean I'm not let's just say that a few of the artists appearing on our stage this year will be having huge surprises oh. that you wouldn't normally get at a festival we're going to be doing stuff really really um like real you know a real bespoke offering so the thing that I want to do I always used to love those smash hit poll winners' party performances or yeah. those those Brit Awards moments where someone would come out and I think it's no oh
0: i think we may have have we lost glenn again i want to hear what he was gonna say oh i'm so (laughs) excited to hear what what he had to say oh oh oh, no glenn we've lost you oh no right okay there we go all all better um i feel i feel like we've we've unfortunately lost the lovely glenn um but it was it was a massive pleasure um to have him on the show um Mighty Hoopla this year. Do we have dates for when that's out yet? I don't know if. Have the dates been announced? Are tickets currently available? Um, yes, apparently <laughs> apparently they are. Um, I have the information. Oh, here we go. Mighty Hoopla takes place on Sunday, June 3rd. So make sure you do get along to that. I will be there. Tom will be there, won't you, Tom? Yep, I'll be there. If he's not, I'm going to be livid <laughs> with him. He's going to get more than 12 lashes. Um, I honestly cannot wait um, for the festival. It's going to be amazing. Make sure you do get along. Shall we have some... Shall we have some I, I miss Glynn. I do. I miss yes, him. I want to know what uh, Brit uh, moment. What, uh, what was his Brit moment? I don't, I don't. know what he was going to tell us, and I'm, I feel a little bit. I feel a little bit heartbroken that we didn't even get to say goodbye to him. darn Hackney um, Wick and their terrible signal. Yeah, <laughs> god damn it, Hackney Wick, get it together. Well, we love Glenn. Um, let's have a little bit of Hurricane. Yeah,
1: she's called Neef Kusa. Okay. Why would I know Neve Kusa? Because she's Carolyn mother.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a number of TV
1: shows she had, Yeah, she's done Heartbeat, she she heartbeat, heartbeat Yeah, Heartbeat yeah. But she's she not
0: going out, so. out with the Nick Berry
2: character or she's Not going out She's, she's out. going out with the Nick Berry
1: character Yeah,
2: in, in heart, I, I can't remember the name
1: done anyway. Nick Berry? No, it's, yeah. he's not He's not. Oh. Are you sure? I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> Have you, right, you met Nick Berry? Are you sure? Have you met Nick Berry? How sure? quick did we go from Fucking promoting this show To have you met Nick Berry?
0: Every Monday
1: Ian Waltsworth
0: from 2pm. FUBAR Radio. We are back. You are listening to the Callum McSwiggin Show. You know what, Tom? You know, my favourite thing about presenting a show on FUBAR Radio is that, is that every now and then it all, it all goes terribly wrong. And um, I kind of I love it because, you know, who wants a polished BBC Radio 1 show when you can have me fumbling around and pushing buttons and not knowing what any of the buttons do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tom and I are going to be playing a little bit of two truths and one lie now. Um, I want to get to know a little bit more about you, Tom. So you, I believe have prepared three facts about yourself. <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> very, very very quickly. Um, two of those are completely true. Yep. And one of them you completely fa- fabricated. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That is correct. Tom didn't even know what two truths, one lie was until about 45 seconds ago. So he's, 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 he's rushed through preparing these. Um, but are you ready to do this? I am. All yeah, right. I'm just about. <laughs> All right. Take it away. Tell me your first truth or lie. Okay. First one. I asked Adam Lambert to marry me. You absolutely did not ask Adam. Okay, wait. So we're going to have to unpick this. Um, so were we, were you, you were dating Adam Lambert? Is that what no, you're telling me? No, I wasn't me? dating Adam Lambert. Um, so I'm assuming you just like walked up to him in a bar? No, we were having a drink. Okay, nice. Yeah, at the British LGBT Awards. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so, that makes
2: sense. Yeah, and I possibly had a bit too much to drink. You weren't serious. I went, uh, whoa. Well, you, you were, okay, like, wow.
0: 15%. <laughs> <laughs> but, but surely it was said in a little bit of jest. Yeah, it wasn't like,
2: like I didn't get down one, on one knee. Yeah, you like, have, you a, you ring didn't or have or a ring prepared. Yeah, well.
0: <laughs> oh, Tom, I, I, I feel like this could be true. Um, I also feel like maybe this happened and it happened with a different celebrity that wasn't Adam Lambert. And you're that's, trying to trip me that's up. That's a possibility. Um, I'm not sure about this one i really hope it's true because that's 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 a brilliant story to tell um let's hear your next one i
2: caught sadiq khan on the
0: toilet <gasps> caught him on literally the toilet literally caught him like pants it, around his ankles mid flow <laughs> wow wow how did this come to be um
2: it was. I was at a big event, and uh, it, there was portaloos, and that was the only toilets we had. Oh. And um, I was queuing outside, I saw a security guard, I was like, oh, who's in there, I don't know. Um, but I was queuing, the door just popped open, and <gasps> um, I tried the door, and it literally just popped open. Oh, no. And Sadiq Khan was mid-flow. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, Sadiq, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> shaking his head at me. His security watched the whole thing. No they way. knew he was in there, they yeah. watched me go for the door. And didn't stop you? They didn't stop me. I think they were... Yeah, I don't think they minded. To be fair, <laughs> they oh were my laughing.
0: God, like, and of all the people you could catch on the toilet, I feel I like Sadiq Khan is an absolute I was winner.
2: <laughs> I was like, oh, bugger, what have I done? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's, I mean, it wasn't your fault. You were just seeing if the door was working. Was yeah. he? Ma- he was he mad? Um, no, not at all. No, he he no, like laughed it off. Yeah. Did you then like wait for him to come out and have a little bit of a? Laugh or not. No, I kind of like dived in there so I could hide. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I might have done the same thing in that situation. God loves Sadiq though. Yeah, what he's, a hero he of a is man. a good guy.
2: He's fun. He's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and uh, you caught him with his pants down. Um, I'm going to be absolutely devastated if you've made that up. Okay. I'm going to be so. Disappointed that, that that you've lied to me about such an amazing thing. So I'm really, really hoping that one's a truth. I just hope Re- he's not listening. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, Sadiq listens all the time. He's never missed a show, always tunes in, clears his calendar. Callum McSwiggin show at 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. You never know. Here he is.
2: All right, let's hear your third one. Third one. So I, my first ever relationship was with a girl. Six months, long term relationship.
0: Uh, but I feel like. Uh, so like a serious adult relationship
2: yeah like before, you know the first one where it wasn't just like holding hands and just being a girlfriend a boyfriend like i was at the end of um secondary school yeah first ever like met the parents and like oh wow okay. life, that kind of thing yeah
0: yeah okay that makes sense because like i i mean i could say the same thing like my first girlfriend was at the age of four and then i dated a lot of girls until i was about 15 and <laughs> i was like yeah not not really into this anymore um but yeah this is like this is a serious thing i feel like that's very believable yeah. um so six months you were together Six months, yeah. um did you consummate this relationship um define consummate <laughs> did you have sex like rabbits tom not like rabbits No, <laughs> but you had <laughs> a little like bit with squirrels <laughs> <laughs> sure sure um and how was meeting the parents um it was weird because obviously i kind of knew i was gay oh yeah so you were like but oh she god was, I'm she was going like, like my best friend
2: this. um so i did and I convinced myself at that age I was bisexual. I didn't mm. really know what was going on. And um, obviously I knew that. And meeting the parents, like, with the dad
0: especially, what are you doing with my little girl? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, a promise. I've, yeah. I have no desire to do anything with yeah. your little girl. If Not I'm, a lot. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> we're falling around like awkward squirrels, That's what we're doing. Um, I kind of did this thing in school when I got to kind of like 15, 16 years old. I did the thing of, like, my best friend was a girl and i told everyone i had a crush on her and my and then like the guy i had a crush on i told everyone he was my best friend so i like did it the covering your tracks covering my (laughs) tracks not very well might i add i think everyone figured that one out quite quickly um ah see what hmm, again this sounds like it could be true you're a good liar and i and i applaud you for being (laughs) a manipulative (laughs) snake well done well done for that um, tell me your first one again asking Adam Lambert to marry me see all of these sound so true I just I, I want them all to be true and I'm going to be really disappointed if any of these are a lie um, I'm going to say actually that it's the third one that is the lie I don't th- I think you absolutely did ask Adam Lambert to marry you I think you did catch Sadiq Khan with his pants around his ankles and, but I don't think your first relationship was with a girl I think you've just you've just completely made that up you can tell me the answer got a little look in your eye you're completely right <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> bugger <laughs> so happy so have you ever dated a girl in any way shape or form uh, yeah no i did
2: um when i was about 14 that was the last time i had a relationship with a girl okay and after that it was all men <laughs>
0: sure and so you never met the parents of a, no. Of a girl no, no. yeah I, I just can't see you faring well in that, <laughs> in that situation getting a grilling from the father and all that have you ever met a Boyfriend's parents?
2: Yes, yeah. I had a um, quite a long-term relationship when mm. I was back home in Sussex yeah. um, for a few years. So, and and,
0: and, and how did that go?
2: Did you get a grilling? What are you doing to my little boy? Uh, we got on really well, actually. I used to li- I lived there for a while with the family. Oh wow, it was quite nice.
0: Oh wow, that I mean that's goals. Yeah, I I I always struggled with parents. Um, my my long-term relationship. Um, I I met his mum. And I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't get on with her. Really? She was, she was perfectly lovely, but it was like, um, I would freeze up. I'd get so nervous about having a conversation with her. And I'm quite a conversationalist. You know, I'll talk to a brick wall, <laughs> but whenever it came to talk, having a conversation with her, I would literally just completely freeze up I just nerves yeah and I, but like you know we were together for six years and I met her you know so many times over those years but I never kind of I was always like oh my god this is his mother like you <laughs> have to impress her you have to do all the right things and it completely just kind of made me so nervous and unable to have even a basic conversation with her so uh, yeah maybe I should work on that (laughs) possibly (laughs) (laughs) if you are listening and you would like to share a sex confession with us you can do that by emailing callum at foodbarradio.com Tom and I will be reacting to all of your sex confessions later they are completely anonymous so don't worry about us saying your name on air I promise we won't do that so do send them in and if you have any questions about sex and relationships that you would like Tom and I to dive into then feel free to send those in as well. Right, should we have a bit of Bieber? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I love a bit of beaver. <laughs> Everyone loves a bit of Bieber. I was wondering about your mama. Be friends. So we were speaking about dating apps earlier, Tom. Yeah. Um, so we've got a little bit of a game for you here. I feel like on dating apps, like we were talking about earlier, so much of it is based on appearance. You decide whether you want to go on a date with somebody by looking at a picture or a brief bio about them. And you decide if you want to swipe left for no or swipe right for yes. So we thought we'd we'd, we'd flip the whole dating thing on its head. And I'm going to challenge you to decide whether or not you're going to swipe left or right on these guys based on a specific thing that they might do on a date or a specific thing about them as a person. Okay. Do you understand the rules? Yeah. Which way do you swipe for no? Left. Good boy. He's he's practised at Tinder. He's (laughs) practised. I'm a pro. All right, so your first one. You're on a first date, and the person you're with mentions their ex. How do you feel about that? Um definitely hesitation straight away but it does yeah. depend on context i think it does yeah like there have been situations where i've been on a date i don't know for first date but definitely been on dates and i've my ex has come into conversation for a specific reason like you may realize that you have a mutual friend or you know or i just feel like there there are a lot of ways where your ex can creep up in conversation naturally but i think it's it's different if that person is like specifically bringing up their ex yeah. and like constantly talking about them i feel like those are two very different
2: things i don't think it's an automatic red flag but if they you know if it happens more than once definitely there's something going mm. on there maybe
0: so but we're just saying they just bring them up just it's a first date you quite like them they just bring up the ex once maybe it's a bit out of the blue but it's kind of in keeping with the conversation. But I suppose on a first date, I mean, you generally like have a run through, like, when was your last
2: relationship? Like, do that, you? I mean, well, not always, but they, it does come up, like, when's your last relationship? When was your last boyfriend? So that could be the reason it comes up. you don't know.
0: I have never had that conversation no? on the first date. No? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where I'm going wrong. Uh, yeah, no, I, I always keep it, like, really light and breezy on yeah, the first I date. Do. Like, oh, what uh, what movies have you seen recently? Oh, how was that? Uh, Maybe I'm a shit conversationalist. Maybe that's what it is. Um, so, what are we saying? I think I would, I would write, I would swipe right on this person. Yeah, it wouldn't put me
2: off of them, but it does depend on context. And it does, you know, if it was a, if it kept happening, that would make me think twice about a second date.
0: So you're swiping right for now, for now. Yeah. But you reserve the, the right to reserve unmatch the right them and get rid. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. I think I think that's a good decision. All right, your next one is: you're out with a guy, and a drunk randomer starts picking on you. When your date notices, they don't get involved.
2: I've mixed feelings about this.
0: Um, I have mixed feelings too. Tell, tell me. Tell me what you think.
2: If he doesn't get involved at all, it doesn't say... If it's... You know, some people don't like confrontation. Uh-huh. But if they don't like confrontation, they take you away from it with them. Mm. If they just don't get involved and just let leave you there on your own, then um, it's a swipe left straight away. If I- they just don't care whatsoever then they shouldn't be in my space
0: (laughs) i think you're completely right i think you know i don't if some drunk randomer starts picking on you i think actually sometimes the worst thing to do in that situation would be to react and escalate it further i think the best thing to do in that situation is to remove yourself and i would like to think that the person i was on a date with would help facilitate that they would help get me out of that space and help with that them being like, "Oh, leave him the fuck alone." I don't think that's helping, and I think I would actually find that a turn off. Yeah, no, I they would agree. If they aggressively got if,
2: involved, it could go like you said. It can go both ways. If they actually went a bit OTT about it and got mm. aggressive, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think if they didn't, but if they did nothing whatsoever and just turned a blind eye, that's a complete turn off.
0: Yeah, same. Like they, I would want them to check that I, even if it was just a first date, I'd want them to check that I was okay and and you know like i said help help get me out of that situation yeah. for instance um so i i'm saying i'm gonna swipe right on this person swipe right is that a- that's good i'm saying i I'm, I'm swiping right like based on the fact that he's not like aggressively getting involved with the guy or yeah no i agree like i completely agree with that yeah we're in, a, we're in agree- agreement mm-hmm. twice tom <laughs> all right your next one you go back to someone's house for the first time to do the dirty. I love what's been written down here. <laughs> you go back to someone's house for the first time to do the dirty. They have Justin Bieber plastered all over their room, bedding included. Ooh, Swipe right and or the bedding. left. Oh, dear. Um, I love that we were just listening to Justin Bieber. That wasn't intentional. That's a complete coincidence. <laughs> so um, this may be me you're on a date with <laughs> at this point. Um... Do you have Justin Bieber bedding? Are. Yes, I do. I do. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, bet I don't. You actually do. Do. Sean Sean Mendes bedding is what I have. Um you know. Um
2: <laughs> See, do you know what I wouldn't actually I don't think i I'm not too judgy when it comes to that stuff, but like all Justin, if it was all over the walls, all over the bedding and stuff like, my OCD would be more triggered. I think.
0: I think I'd be more upset with their lack of, you know, interior design yeah. skills than the fact that they love Justin Bieber. A nice tasteful, like ten foot picture of it on the wall, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, th- that wouldn't bother oh, me yeah. at all. I'd be like, oh god, love the Biebs. Um, and you know, if you have a few, if they were a massive Justin Bieber fan, and then they had a couple of like, I don't know, Justin Bieber memorabilia or whatever i'd be I'd, I'd ask them about it i'd be like oh right you love justin tell tell me why you love him so much but i think bedding justin bieber bedding i'd be like right tell me the story around this i hope this was like a gag gift from a friend and it's like laundry day or something and that's why it's on your bed <laughs> yeah, like walk me through and explain far, it? <laughs> if it was just genuinely they adored justin bieber and had the whole room plastered including the bedding Oh, they would have to be, like, next level Man of My Dreams for me not to swipe left, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I have to agree, I think. Yeah, still, um, yeah, too much. So I, I'm, I'm swiping left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're in full agreement, yeah. Tom. We're, we're, we're doing well. So far. What's next? All yeah. right. The, 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 the final, final one. Your date steals a candle from the center of the table. You don't realize until you get out of the restaurant and they show you swipe right or left i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie
2: like that's not gonna put me off (laughs) (laughs) i'll probably be jealous
1: they got in there first it's a nice
2: handle
0: (laughs) like oh well good like give it to me as a gift at least i'm kind of with you on this like you know uh, stealing's not good but it's a it's a candle. It's sometimes a... things fall in bags. Yeah, it's not oh, our fault. no. <laughs> it slipped right off the table and got and gone in my bag. What, what are you going to do? And it's a restaurant. They've probably got hundreds of them. <laughs> and I kind of like people who like to break the rules and be a bit naughty sometimes. You know, like a, a candle being stolen from a restaurant isn't going to that restaurant's not going to suffer for that at least i wouldn't think so well if he's stealing candles that's okay if he's stealing cars maybe not so much it's a different thing (laughs) and i feel like as well it would have to be in a quite playful like oh look look what i nicked i needed a new candle for my room like it would have to be quite they'd have to be quite jokey about it i think if they were like i nicked this candle because i need a new candle for my house and they were very serious about it i think i'd be like okay you're absolutely crazy (laughs) bit of a kleptomaniac i think i'm gonna swipe left on this one but i think i'm imagining this be quite a fun playful thing um i was once on a date first date with a guy at an event and he swiped about a of wine all the alcohol was for free anyway um but they were pouring it into little glasses and he, when the barman wasn't looking, he swiped an entire bottle of wine. And this, to me, is kind of in keeping with that. Yeah, like... Like, it's, it's kind of harmless, it's kind of playful, it's kind of fun. So, yeah. I, based on that, I'm going to swipe right. Yeah, no, I'm in agreement with that. Yeah, yeah oh, we agreed on all four. <laughs> Look at look at us go! Look at us at being good judges of character. <laughs> I wish us long and healthy relationships. That uh, I'm sure they're just around the corner. I wish you could kind of do Tinder in real life like this. I actually would prefer that I completely. Prefer yeah, like that. It'd be So you, much easier. Tinder asks like, let's just pretend Tinder or whatever this new app. It's a new app. You and I are going to create it, and it asks you like the most random questions about yourself, and then it gives people those answers and then they can swipe left or right and maybe then they can see your photos and then decide if they want to date i was date a bit you.
2: worried then you're gonna say like you're just gonna get in line of like a hundred people you're just gonna walk. walk, walk. no no <laughs> left left <laughs> right right no <Nope>, no nope. <laughs> no let's let's bit not do that that,
0: that that would be very problematic <laughs> i feel um do we have another song tom yeah go on all right this little ditty is for you So we were speaking about Porteluz earlier. We were speaking about your lovely experience with Sadiq Khan catching him with his uh, trousers around his ankles, and we've also been talking about music festivals a lot. So I'm am going to give you a, a little bit of one of my own little sex confessions, and that was that at a lovely festival that I enjoyed that I, I won't name. I don't I don't want to get myself banned from ever going again. Um, but yeah, last year I went to a certain festival. Um, and i for the first time ever and i feel like I, did, I feel like this isn't that unique i feel like a lot of people have probably done this i um i hooked up with a guy in one of the portaloos but not the sexiest place I say, they never well looked after <laughs> no it was i mean it wasn't grim it wasn't grim i'll say that much but it also it wasn't the sexiest of environments and we actually didn't go in there to do that we actually went in to just pee together we thought oh it will be really quick if we just both go in here together and it was a guy that I had recently um, started hanging out with and I hadn't really thought of him in a sexual or datey type type way up until that point when you saw the goods (laughs) well yeah perhaps (laughs) so we go in and and we're both peeing and then I don't even know how it happened but us peeing we quite quickly finished peeing and then yeah one thing led to another and we we didn't we didn't even do anything that bad we just kind of like fooling around a little bit and then people started like banging on the door (laughs) so we had to kind of wrap up and get out of there but yeah not the sexiest of places but i feel like i feel like it was an experience that needed to be have had i feel like that's that's a festival must sex or close to sex in a in a -a portal i feel like that's very important <laughs> Ever had sex in a Portaloo, Tom? Not in a Portaloo, no. Not, not, not in a Portaloo. Um, thank you so much to everyone listening who has sent in their sex confessions. You just heard one of mine, and now Tom and I are going to be reading out some of yours and reacting to them. So thank you so much for everyone who sent one in. So the first one we have is. Uh, is that leeds festival it says Leeds festival but yeah leeds festival at leeds festival 17 year old me pulled a guy while dancing we went back to my tent to keep on drinking and whatever and there's no prizes for guessing what happened next however after about 10 minutes i suddenly heard a voice in the tent behind me shout what the fuck are you doing are you wanking to discover that someone had genuinely masturbated to the sound of me doing it (laughs) I mean, wow, have you ever I mean, I, I've never masturbated to the sound of other people having sex, but I have been in situations where, like, I've been in one room and somebody's been in the next and I can hear them and I maybe, like, think that particular guy is quite hot and I, I'm I'm never like popped one out to that, but I have been a bit like, oh, this is kind of like yeah, same. This is kind of hot. This is kind of <laughs> naughty. Listening to this, um, so I feel I feel like I can relate to everyone in that situation. It's like a fair game if you're doing a tent at a festival, like yeah, like and not being quiet. <laughs> yeah, like tents. Then then they're hardly soundproofed. <laughs> our tents. Um, also they cast. I feel like when you're inside a tent, like they cast a lot of shadows. Yeah. So particularly if you've got a torch or something on. Or a, or a candle that you've stolen from a restaurant. Um, don't don't like candles in tents. That sounds like a fire hazard waiting to happen. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I think this sounds like a great experience for everyone involved. It sounds like you and the guy had a great time. And I, the fact that you've sent this in, I kind of low-key think that you kind of like the fact that somebody masturbated listening to you having sex in the tent. It is a compliment, isn't it? Really? It's <laughs> such a compliment. Like, I would be thrilled if I found out even someone i knew if if i found out that somebody was masturbating to the sound of and perhaps silhouette of me having sex then i would be i'd be very flattered indeed (laughs) so um yeah uh, good work good work i will be going to leeds festival now that i know what goes on there sounds like a great time would you like to read the next one tom yeah so
2: i had to stay home from work for two days last week because i got shot in my Okay, I got a shot in my bum for gonorrhea and it made me shit myself like a waterfall. Oh, wow. Lovely. I
0: mean, two days off work. Yeah, I mean... Can't complain. But the waterfall bit... No, I mean, that doesn't sound fun, but, you know, like, you can't have been on, on the toilet for all of the two days, you know? Still two days off work. That's, yeah, no. Every sick day is a winner. <laughs> that is definitely a <laughs> winner, yeah. <laughs> I um, a couple of months ago, I got so, so sick that I was like... I was at home, and I was wearing three layers of clothes, wrapped up in blankets, heating on full, shivering. Like, this killer, killer flu. I literally could not get out of bed. And even though that's the state I was in, because I got a day and a half off work, I was th- thrilled. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, day, day off work to day off. Yeah, I love shutting myself away in my when <laughs> I've got time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, sounds, sounds like a good time. I'm kind of interested, though, in knowing, like, that how getting the shot, uh, I, I had gonorrhea once and I had to have the exact same thing. They did an injection into my bum, which just got rid of it, cleared up um, completely. Um, I'm interested to know, like, why that made them shit themselves like a waterfall. Yeah, because I think I've had that they didn't do that to me. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, that isn't a usual side effect of getting treated for gonorrhea. So if you are listening and, and you're worried about going and getting tested or worried about going in getting treatment for gonorrhea, then... Then, then don't because that. I'm ninety nine point nine 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 percent. That is not a usual side effect, and also it could have been a coincidence. Yeah, it could have been something. else. could so. have been something else. Um, but I'm 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 so sorry that, that 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 that's the experience you had. But at least you got the treatment you needed, and I presume it all got cleared up. So good, good, good for you. Yeah. Well, well done, everyone. All right, and two days off work as well. You know, you can't turn your nose up at that. All right, next one. One time, my friends and I were having a casual night at the pub that ended up getting a little bit crazy. Basically, we got way too drunk. I was complaining about not having sex for a while when the one gay friend in our group suggested I let him give me a blowjob. Because I was so drunk, we went to the bathroom together. I have to say it was a pretty good blowjob, and at no point I felt like he was forcing me into doing it. Very important. I thought I was straight. Now I'm not so sure. Okay, did not see that coming at the end. I just had to reread it. I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I was like, wait, (laughs) hang on a second. I just assumed everyone in this situation was gay but this guy is now straight and he's listening to this show as well. Hello. Thank, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, I, I think it's pretty cool that you were open to experimenting with your gay mate. Um, I also really, really appreciate that you really made it quite clear that he wasn't forcing you into it and even though you'd had a couple of drinks that you were completely consenting and happy with it and it sounds like you were still happy that that happened which is really, really important. Um, and it sounds like you had fun. Um, but at the end, he says, I thought I was straight. Now I'm not so sure. So perhaps this was his sexual awakening. Perhaps he's yeah. realising he's bisexual, gay. Well, I mean, the key is not 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 to put too much pressure on it and just
2: kind of see what happens.
0: Yeah. I, and I, I'm also interested to know if, you know, you perhaps think you might like this guy now. Um, if he wanted to give you a blowjob, then it sounds like he might like you. So maybe this is the start of a beautiful, beautiful relationship. Oh, is it a romance, Tom? This is, this is all I can ever hope for. You know, one day, I'm out with my straight mate and he's like, and I'm like, oh, shall I give you a blowjob? And he's like, yeah. And then I do. And then we fall in love. And that's the story we tell on our wedding day. I need to get some more straight mates. <laughs> <laughs> if this is what happens with—is it called a bro job? <laughs> a bro job. Oh god, I hate that. I really, really, really hate that. And just on the note that if you are straight and experimenting, that is one hundred percent a thing that happens, and it's one hundred percent legit thing that happens. Like many, there are many people out there—men, women, non-binary people—who experiment, and it doesn't define your sexuality. I don't think who you know your sexuality is what you define it as and it doesn't matter who you have had sex with who you've experimented with you're able to define however you so choose so yeah if you do decide that you are straight and you just you know had this little experience for a bit of fun then also good for you you don't have to put a label on it yeah do you want to read the next one tom yeah it's all yours. So, I was on the
2: tube and kept locking my eyes with a super cute guy. And it became really flirty. Ooh. I got off the tube and he followed me. <gasps> oh, this is a bit dangerous. Oh. <laughs> we ended up going straight back to mine. And there we had some of the best sex of my life.
0: How? How did this happen? I I hate people, Tom. I'm so jealous. Like, every time I see a cute guy on the tube... Um, it just, it, I never end up going home and having sex with them. Like, how did how did they facilitate this? How did they go from, like, just making eye contact on the train to, like, going back to their house and having amazing it's sex?
2: Like, it's like an unspoken rule that you don't speak to anyone on, on the TFL lines. Yeah,
0: you get arrested if you <laughs> yeah. speak
2: to anyone on the train. It's illegal. This is London.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am so, I'm, I'm just jealous, honestly. I'm, you just, yeah, like. I'm 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 really really jealous of of this happening and I, I can you email in again and tell me exactly like what steps and stages you went through to make this happen because, and what line as well <laughs> yeah yeah which which line details. was it on <laughs> at what time was this his regular commute how how do i just 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 hook me up hook, hook
2: I'm, i although to be fair, I have got someone's phone number on the tube before you have mm-hmm
0: well, uh, d- 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 spill spill the someone beads. gave
2: me that someone came up to me and gave me the
0: number on the tube once did they yeah i never called him <laughs> that's so lovely did you did you fancy him now uh, he was all right but you didn't call him no you're a monster aren't you Hor- a horrible person. horrible <laughs> horrible person um so he just did had you made a bit of eye contact before
2: it was so it was late it was late at night so obviously i think he would had a few drinks as well and so yeah. did i um and yeah we just made a bit of eye contact and he came and sat near me oh, so it was like okay. a long trip half an hour um, came sat near me and got a bit closer started talking gave me his number that's
0: really really lovely yeah so you did have a bit of conversation first you didn't just yeah, walk brief, up to you no, and be like, like here's, here's my, my number, number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really really nice yeah. and I do think there's we have this unspoken power as homosexuals we are actually um, we are we are superheroes uh, I feel like we have this unspoken way of finding each other?
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think yeah, we we can sniff each other out. We
0: can sniff each definitely. other out. We have a we have a skill for it. And I couldn't tell you how we do it. It's it's not based on stereotypes, which is what a lot of people think. You know, you're not looking for your stereotypically gay guy you know it's we just have a way it's definitely from the gut because yeah Yeah, you have a gut feeling and the amount of times I often will be and I'm not always attracted to them even I'll always be just like oh he's gay and it's not based on anything I'm just like I know and I do this thing I don't know if you have this as well Tom I often find myself like kind of like even if I don't fancy them just kind of like smiling in their direction and they often smile back and it's like Oh, we know. Yeah, definitely. we 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 know what's yeah. going on here. All these people are oblivious, but we know. Yeah, it's like a secret little club. But, it um, is a secret club. But not so secret. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of us in it. There's, well. there's millions of us, but 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 it's great. Um. So, congratulations to this person for having great sex from the tube. That you, I'm I'm so happy. I'm so so happy. Um. Do I read the last one, Tom? Yeah. Okay, it's all yours.
2: A guy who I once dated loved freezing pennies and then rolling them around my body and placing them in. Placing them in places. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> never heard of it before. Liked it.
0: I have um, I have also never, ever heard of this before. But I'm actually really intrigued I mean, by
2: now it. I'm curious.
0: <laughs> so you freeze a penny. So you're making the metal ice cold and then kind of rolling it and rubbing it all over the body. I'm not going to lie. That does sound really enjoyable. I mean, now you think about it, like the sensation,
2: especially if it's like rolling down your back. Yeah. Or like it sounds like it could be quite nice, but how did he discover
0: it that sounds that (laughs) actually change in my pocket yeah how did that how did that come to be I don't know if this do you think this is a fetish or do you think this is just something that they go oh I know that this feels nice Uh, I feel like it's more that
2: yeah I don't yeah I don't I, I mean it could system. be a fetish but could i'm be. not seeing it
0: that way i i really really want to try this try it, I, at home. Yeah. I, what just on my own just <laughs> sit in my bed with a bunch of frozen pennies just like rolling them down my thighs that's <laughs> that's my evening Happy ladies day, and gentlemen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I i'm kind of intrigued about like maybe you could like heat them up as well you know you take your stolen candle like you put your pennies, your pennies. <laughs> You know, warm them, make them nice and kind of hot and warm, and then, like, roll them as well. And the sensation must be quite nice, especially if
2: you've got it, like, rolling down. Yeah, it could be quite
0: nice. I feel like you could have two buckets of pennies. One (laughs) bucket, it's like the pennies are really hot, and one bucket, they're really cold. And you just kind of, like, rub them all over you. We can call it arcading. Arcading! (laughs) Nailed it. That's terrible. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, Oh, we've actually got another one. I thought that was the last one, but no, we we have one more. Okay, so, I'm 31. I've only ever slept with one person. We just broke up after years of a happy relationship. I'm a little scared to go out there and get involved with people again, but think I'm getting there. Oh, and then they wrote wrote a little, your show helps Callum kiss at the end, which is really lovely. Thank thank you for that. Um, I think I can completely understand why i can completely understand that fear i think that's completely normal you know you've got you've gone your own you've gone your whole life 31 years and you've only ever slept with one person now you're coming out of that you're coming out of that relationship like being with somebody else is terrifying i remember you know the first guy i got with i ended up with him for a long time and then going from him to somebody else was this i remember taking my clothes off in front of another person for the first time and it was it was a really scary experience and I think the thing that I really noticed as well was that a different person's body felt different. And that seems like such an obvious thing to say. But when you're so used to having sex with one person, you almost like you fit together like jigsaw pieces. Mm -hmm. It comes so naturally. And then suddenly you're with somebody else and it just feels... So, I, I completely, completely understand um, that you have that fear there. Um, but it also says that you are slowly starting to get there. So, I think that's amazing. Um, keep pursuing that. And just yeah.
2: time thing, isn't it? You know, if you're 31, it's going to be a massive thing no matter how you do it. Um, especially if you've just slept with one person. But time, yeah time heals everything
0: time time does heal everything so yeah and take your time with it there's no there's absolutely no reason to rush into anything and i'm sure it will happen naturally and i'm sure you're gonna have amazing sex with the next guy and if there are more people after that amazing like yeah go 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 you um and i really hope you have yeah i really hope it all works out well for you tom this brings us to the very end of our show Oh, I know It's been fun It's been It's been absolutely amazing Having you on um, And also like we, We've discussed such So many Important things On this show And I, I It's just been An absolute pleasure having you um if people want to kind of follow what you do because you do you are working on a book yeah um so where can people follow you and where can people find out more about you and everything you're up to uh
2: twitter mainly um i do have a facebook page as well but um, i'm just getting my website revamped at the moment so it's down ready for the book promo oh and what is your what's your twitter handle it's at
0: tj underscore night at tj under, oh, you have to make night it difficult. There's always one who has to make it difficult, <laughs> isn't there? So. Well, it's generally me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's night with a K, and uh, and everyone should go and follow you because I I've I, I've followed you for a very long time now, yeah. um, and we've sparked up a little friendship. So Aww. it's it's uh, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here, and uh, everyone you. should go and follow everything you're doing. Um, should we have one final song, Tom? Yeah yeah going in i think this is one of your to- choices i've never heard of this song in my entire life um but yes this is feel it still by portugal the man i'm not very good at music see you later guys bye if you enjoyed
2: this podcast please don't forget to rate and review us on itunes